Hello and welcome to season three of The Prime Actor with me, Young People's Agent Rhiannon Mosson. And me, comedian, actress and writer Maddie Anholt. In The Prime Actor we bring you an all-access pass to the world of acting, singing, dance, musical theatre and all that's in between. The Prime Actor is sponsored by the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, an award-winning part-time drama school with branches all over London. And check out their sister company, Stage in the City, who run performing arts courses for adults all over London and online. This week we're delighted, I just stumbled over the word delighted, I am genuinely delighted to be joined by multi-talented actor, director, writer, I mean I could go on there, producer creative guru, co-founder of Rusty Penny Productions, Dan Blacker. As an actor, Dan has performed in BBC's EastEnders and as the lead in sitcom Sibby and Dan. And in 2019, Dan teamed up with Aaron James Robertson. In 2020, Aaron starred in Comedy Central's web series Transaction and since has developed his second comedy project, Homeowners, with production company Merman under producer Joshua Buckingham. Rusty Penny Productions founders Aaron James Robertson and Daniel Blacker set out to create a fresh wave of diverse and thought-provoking content to foster relations between cross-sectional communities and build empathy through humour. I like that, Dan. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? I mean, I didn't write it. I took it off your website. Yeah, I didn't write it either. We have a copywriter. Ooh, that sounds cool. Oh, well, you are. Tell me about uh, fostering relations between cross-sectional communities and building empathy through humour, Dan. (laughs) Well, it's just a fancy way of saying we make comedy for all kinds of people, highlighting all kinds of things um just like kind of shining a light onto the things you don't normally see or, or the things you want to see but, but but are not out there i like that i like i especially like the building empathy through humor because i'm a big one for that i think that empathy is uh, i think that humor is a really good foundation to make people think without realizing that they're thinking mm, yeah that, that is very true if you want me to write some copy for you dan i'll do that Make people think without realising that they're thinking. You can have that phrase. It's catchy. It's catchy, Maddie. <laughs> um, let's start at the beginning, Dan, because um, we've known each other for way many years. Ten, I guess. Um, and uh, we we both trained at the same drama school way back in in the in when it was before lockdown and all of that. Uh, ten years ago, right? Yeah, I, I left. I was there 06 to 09, and you were the year below me, so you were 07 to 10. 10, exactly. And uh, so I've been watching all of the amazing things that you've been doing and um, was really excited to see about um, this production company, Rusty Penny Productions. So from the top, um, what made you set up the production company? Okay, so um, for as long as I can remember, in fact, I went to Stagecoach when I was little. So when I was nine, I went to Stagecoach, and I met one of my best friends there. And when we were nine, we were like, one day, you know, we want to we want to be on TV. We want our own comedy on TV. And being a nine year old, um, I mean, yeah, anything's possible. And as you get older, you know, people put these restrictions on you and stuff, and it, things get harder as you become an adult. And then um, when I was at drama school, I was like, no, I I really want to have my own comedy show on TV, but I have no idea how I'm going to get it. And then, as you said, that was that was ten years ago. And the last ten years, I have gone on a crazy journey of all, all kinds of things which has brought me to this point where I am now um, in fact one of the one of the, the reasons why I was able to do the production company is because I set up another company nearly four years ago with my family it's a property business which enabled me to replace my income so I could focus all of my time on on acting and writing which is what I've always wanted to do um, 
I've always wanted to have my own business and now I have two, um, which I didn't expect. Um, but when Rusty Penny uh, started, it started in February this year. So literally two, three weeks before lockdown, um, we we registered the company because um, I met Aaron, um, it was about a year ago now, through um, some mutual friends in property. And um, we were both told, oh, yeah, um, Aaron, he, he writes, he acts. Yeah, you guys should get on. And then he was told, oh, yeah, Dan, he acts, he writes. You guys will get on. You should make things. And we met. And I have never met anyone in my life where we have, we're from very different backgrounds, but our vision is the exact same. And it was so bizarre. When we, we, had, um, we met for a coffee um, somewhere in a pub in North London. And a coffee turned to lunch. It was like a date. It was like a weird date. Um, and, um, and we were like, this is mad. Like, how, how have we never met before? And like, it was just, it felt like fate that we'd met at that point in our lives. Because um, I was on a, a real kind of journey of self-progression and, and, and just getting better at, at everything and, and being really self-aware of that and, and who I am and knowing who I am. And then um, when um, then Aaron said, would you ever want to start a production company? I was like, well, yeah, I want to one day. Um, and he said, why not now? And I was like, that's a good question. Why not now? And then it was February and I was filming a commercial for Mini in a studio in London. And um, on my lunch break, I registered the company and Rusty Penny was born. Nice. Just like that. Amazing. I'm really interested to know, obviously your creative side has come from your drama training and obviously that's always been your career plan. But I wonder if your uh, first business, which is obviously obviously something completely different to the arts. I wonder if that gave you the confidence as well to think, actually, I can manage the business side of, of, of running a business. So right with what you've just said. I wouldn't have been able to create Rusty Penny four years ago, 10 years ago. I, I didn't know what to do. I, I, I didn't do business at school. Um, my dad's been a businessman his whole life. So I was getting influences from him and I'm, I'm very, I'm very kind of against the grain. I'm outside the box. I don't like to do things conventionally. And I always knew there was another way to do things. Um, and, um, getting into property was one of the best things I ever did. Um, I put my creativity into that side because it's me, my dad and my brother. And so like I bring in the kind of, yeah, the, 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 the art side to it, all the creative stuff. Um, I'm the people person. I'm always out there doing stuff. And, um, in terms of our online presence, very much me um, which I'm really really happy that I can put all that creativity in there because it was just going to waste because obviously the acting is very, it's a very hard profession I don't know why we do it but we do it um, and um, that enabled me it gave me the confidence to, to then create Rusty Penny in fact when I created it I was a little bit scared I was like oh no what have I done this is another thing but like what is stopping me from getting to where I want to be is me I'm the only person stopping me and as soon as I understood that and kind of got over that, I just leveled up. And, um, mm. and uh, yeah, we're, we're eight, nine months in. And wow, if, uh, if I knew I was doing this a year ago, I'd be like, whoa. But it seems totally normal now. Mm. And um, so you're focusing primarily on comedy, right, with Rusty Penny. Is there any, are there any other genres that you want to step into? Yeah, comedy is what we love. Um, however, drama, we, we, we will step into drama. Um, but the way that we are structuring the business and, and um, our plan, it's comedy all the way. We've got some comedy dramas in the mix as well. Um, and we, we, we will segue um, when we have made a name for ourselves. Um, we'll branch out because a lot of companies, um, the big companies have lots of subsidiary companies who specialize in, 
in a different genre, documentaries, drama, uh, films, etc. And yes, we envisage that we will do that one day. Mm, okay, so that kind of leads me on to like what your ultimate hopes and dreams are for the production company. Is it would it be f- for that to have loads of different, you know, like an endeavors type big talk style thing? Yeah. So our plan is. Um, it's not that we want, we will. We will become one of the go-to companies in the comedy industry to create high-quality comedy. That's what our plan is, and that's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to, we want to sit amongst the big boys um, and, and, and just co-produce initially and then be in a point where we're able to produce our own stuff and, and be one of the go-to companies um, and, and be known for, for, for the good quality stuff that we do. So you, you spoke there about co-producing so like many people that would be listening to this don't you know like setting up I I set up a production company about three years ago and I'm for me it was like learning on the job pretty much I mean it kind of has to be a lot of the time anyway but um it wasn't until I got into it that I realized that actually you can create your own stuff but that that co-producing thing let's talk a bit about that like what that means and why you need to co-produce to begin with sure um well during lockdown because there was nothing to do. Um, me and Aaron are very fortunate enough to know quite a lot of people who know a lot of people in the industry. And we had several Zoom and, and phone calls with, with with big people in the industry, people that I never thought I'd be speaking to. Um, and, and we were just, uh, just starting out. And these incredible people were helping us, guide us through what we need to consider. Um, and one of the things was, um, co-producing with established companies so what we are doing initially that's kind of like stage one is we are we are getting together packages of various um comedies that we have either written ourselves or associates have written and we will be going to companies and saying this is what we've done do you like it and if they do then we could talk about it If, if they don't then we could adapt to what what they're looking for at the moment and as and when they like something that we've got they can then, uh, we would agree, and this is one of the big things which we're learning right now, it's about agreeing the right fees, the right contracts to co-produce. So they would put the money in um, and then we would create together um, whatever piece that it is that we have pitched to them. And then with that, every deal is going to be different. So we, we, you know, we'd all make profits, uh, various percentages. Uh, but to begin with, I don't care what kind of money's made. I just want to get on, on our on our CV, who we've co-produced with, if it's mm. Merman, Baby Cow, you know, a, a, anyone in the industry who, who you know who, who makes TV comedy, I would love to just work with. And essentially, we'll be learning kind of on the job because obviously you've you got to start somewhere. But because of the contacts that we've already got, um, we can attach a lot of great people in front of the camera and behind the camera to our projects, which just makes uh, makes us look like we we are more are more established than we are. Which I think, you know, I think we're all doing that, aren't we? We, you know, we, we kind of not fake it till you make it, but you know, just make out that you are, you know, a, a certain kind of caliber already, and then people, you know, actually believe that and, and, and want to want to help you. So I think there's a bit. It's the story of my whole career, then. What you just said there. <laughs> we're making it up as we go along. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think the the market is like now in terms of commissioning? Uh, in like the world of TV within the kind of this COVID weird pandemic era? Do you think that it is diminished or do you think that actually there's more a market than ever? I I think it, it's it's going to be very difficult for for really big, large budget productions where you're flying around the world, different locations, mm-hmm. loads of people. I think at the moment, the next probably couple of years, that's not going to be a thing. 
um, or it's going to be manufactured to look like it is um, with all the guidelines in place. However, I think right now it is absolutely ripe for um, short form content and and um, products that you can that you can sell really easily. So like less actors, for example, I know there's going to be less work for people, but if you've got something where there's less actors, it's maybe outside or if it's in if it's in a situation where, you know, you're, you're not close. Um, I, I think that genuinely there's, there's going to be a lot, a lot of people wanting that. Um, and uh, and I think, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to capitalize from, yeah, from, from just starting new companies or, or maybe established already. And are just going to adapt to this kind of new way of being. But I think there's a lot of opportunities out there. Mm. I mean, we're certainly consuming in a in a way like we've never consumed 100%. before. So, you know, that that in itself kind of leads to the need. But also, I think having had the lockdown situation, a lot of people have had time to reflect and time to kind of think what direction they might want to move in. And obviously, you'd started your company just before lockdown. But I do think there'll be a kind of wave of new companies who've kind of people have had time to sit and think I've never had this time before to 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 start something myself and so we'll probably see that as well yeah there's going to be so many people that uh yeah they thought they were going to go in a certain direction but now because of the climate um they're going to go in a different one but I genuinely think if you just take massive action in whatever it is you're doing you're going to you're going to get there it's one thing thinking about it and I thought about making a company for years. I didn't do anything about it. Um, yeah, it was. I, I, I was making some short films and little bits of stuff, but I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I didn't have the right people around me. But but now now I do. I have a I have a great team. Um, obviously, Aaron's a, an amazing business partner, and and he's so on it with stuff, and we inspire each other, which is amazing. Um, but having the right team around you, it really kind of spurs you on. Because mm. you have like built yourself a real tribe of people. Um, which is kind of key, right? You know, you've built yourself, but you know, like you said, if you'd have, if you four years ago were like, okay, I'm going to do this production company and then didn't have, I guess context, because it is all about the context. And I just want to backtrack a little bit because we were talking there about the, the market and I, I was working with some students from Anna Fiorentini over the weekend and they were talking about pitching and what do you pitch? And, uh, and some of them had come up with an idea based around lockdown and, we were having a conversation that was um, not only with the time that it takes to get something pitched and made, hopefully we'll be out of a lockdown situation, whatever, by then, but also the commissioners right now are being very vocal about the fact that they do not want COVID-related stuff because we are not going to want to relive this experience in a year's time or two years' time. Yeah, it's it's, it's quite intense. I, I'm, I'm a bit over it now. I think everyone is, aren't they? Um it's just so restrictive, isn't it? And I'm just sick of PPE and just like not not being around people. I miss hugging people. Um, so like and, yeah. and like on TV, and I think everyone's seen the same. Like they watch movies and stuff. I think, oh, you're a bit close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't and like back that. Back off, back off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it is crazy. And and you're right. Um, out of the stuff, we've probably got about ten or twelve projects that we are working on right now, and none of them include anything to do with covid and mm. i don't i don't want to i know there's gonna be like gentle nods towards things and i know that some films yeah. are gonna have that you know and it, you know it is part of history now it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a thing but it is gonna go away and we'll go back to to normal well whatever normal whatever normal is i've forgotten what normal is um i mean i think i i was just gonna say i was quite shook up by the vaccine thing i was like wait a minute wait what I'm not ready. No, I've got stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
No, I want to say lockdown. Maddie, we're so far on the list. It's not coming for us yet. They're trying it on the elderly. (laughs) You've got time. I'm like rushing like oh I got another book somebody I've got to do something um Dan you just mentioned that 10 to 12 projects that's so impressive what can you speak to us about some of the projects that you're working on at the minute yeah so um one of the things that, that was that was told to us when we had those meetings with people um I mean I, I'm not going to give out names but like you know some high profile producers of, of, of big um uh, tv comedies we, we were speaking to and and people who work in massive companies um I, I just can't believe how lucky we are to have those people on our radar and they have said this is great what you're doing but um we, we need um we need to see content and and they all said this and we we're like right okay how do we make content during a lockdown um so we use that time to just write and work on the ideas that we'd already talked about and as soon as the restrictions were lifted it you know it's mad isn't it, it was summer where was it you could up to 30 people you could meet outside mm. <laughs> like that just seems like so long ago now but luckily <laughs> we had a little gap where we filmed two comedies um it was august mid mid august um and we filmed two comedies and um i put in my my self employed grant um to to pay for it all um and we um filmed outside I had the things that we did like again I was leveling up I'd not produced properly before and I was doing some things which I didn't think I could do but I obviously could do it I just didn't have that 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 faith um but now I know what I can do and when we filmed it all we were like this is great we need to do more of this but in terms of those ideas uh, one of them was called um it's called agents uh which Aaron wrote um I think it might change the name actually uh but it's basically about an estate agent who He's trying to get on the property ladder and he uh, keeps on getting rejected. Um, and it's just his journey because it obviously is a topical thing. Getting on the property ladder in general it is very difficult. And this is set in London, so it's even more difficult. So it's a comedy exploring that. Uh, and that will go on our website. Um, I wrote one with my friend Ed um, and it's called Van Men. And it's about two normal uh, removal guys who are just doing a good job. They're going to fly tip. But um, when they're fly tipping, they find a dead body in the, in the wardrobe and then things unfold so yeah it's called van men um and that is going to go on a website that's also going to be packaged up as well um as an as, as a long form um uh, comedy comedy drama really um, the way that we shot it it's very um it's, it's, it's kind of like a film um because a lot of comedies are kind of like like the wrong man's for example or um or like end of the world on netflix yeah, um, like, i've just finished that so good it's shot so well and i think the way things are going it's shifting it's like a new new kind of style of of comedy mm. um very it's cinematic isn't it yeah for sure obviously every comedy is different uh, you know from like from like the office um all the way up to you know you know what would you know end, end of the world it's all like there's so many different ways of doing things so, so yeah we got those there and there's one called sunny side which we filmed um uh, 10 days ago in London um, that is about um, a young mixed race couple but they're not together living in London and they're now pregnant and it's how they deal with it um, so it's a bit like uh, it's going to look like Atlanta that's um, a show on in America um, so it's kind of like the London version of that which Aaron wrote and it looks so good it, it's incredible what you can actually the kit that we got on that it should have cost five grand to hire for the weekend but we got it for 400 pounds I can't believe it um but again it, it's it's who you know um like we we've had to to really bargain things down just with budgets you know you know we haven't got a, a massive budget like they do on proper tv shows so we're just going to try and prove what we can do with 
with a small amount of money that we've got. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, just hopefully someone will uh, one day give us um, give us a budget, and then we can uh, we can really go to town. Uh, but yeah, those are the first three ideas that we've got. Then there's another one that we're filming at the end of the month, December time. It's called Meet Me at Thirty, which I've written. It's, do you know what? It's, it's actually quite an interesting story because um, when you're at school, everyone's always like with a girl or a guy, and you're like, oh, if you're not married by 30, let's get married. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we promise, we promise. But I've not met anyone who's ever done that. And I thought, well, well let's explore that. Mm. So it's Harper and Cam, they're, they're 30. They, they haven't spoken for 15 years, but they found the bits of paper that they wrote when they were 15. And so they go back to the meeting point where they said, it's meant to be the school field. Now it's a housing estate and they can't see each other. And they bump into each other in a coffee shop and then things, um, yeah, things unfold. Yeah, they, they get married like straight away, but then they um, learn about each other's pasts and they realise maybe they shouldn't have gotten married. I love that. Married at first sight is very popular. So right. this is this is the time. Dan, I would totally, I love that. I totally watch that. I've got Akashi, you know, Dan. We've got married and we've got a marriage pack for 40. Um, but ours keep, it was 30 and then it just keeps going on. And we got to 30 and we were like, should we do 35? Yeah, do 35. And then by that point, we were, I was like, just do 40 and then we're safe. We're going to be 40. <laughs> um, I love that idea. And I'm really um, interested about your partnership with Aaron. Um, and obviously, you know, you're both bringing different... Um, elements to to the business you said you kind of both have different backgrounds of where you're coming from but I just wondered uh you know there must be times that you don't agree on things um kind of how you resolve anything like that interestingly touch wood we haven't disagreed with anything yet um but who knows um we're very similar in obviously like I said like in terms of vision um and I'm I'm, I'm very very glad and very, we're very lucky to have that um we um we're both on different schedules. So I've got like my property stuff, which I'm working on as well. Um, Aaron is pretty much full time on Rusty Penny. Um, and Aaron's coming from a, a direction of, you know, he's been commissioned for a couple of things already, uh, which is amazing, which has helped us kind of a- along the way. Like, collectively, our CV is amazing. Um, so I mean, he's, he's done so well. To, and, he, and he didn't he didn't train, which is um, re- really cool. Like, he, you know, he's gotten here on his own steam, um, whereas I went to drama school. And so, yeah, it just kind of, uh, it's again, different backgrounds. Um, we we speak every day on the, on the phone or, or on Zoom. Um, in fact, because of what's happened this year, we have seen each other more on Zoom than in real life, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we only met like a couple of times, like before we created the company, which is, when you think about it, it's mad. Like, he could be anyone. Wow. Um, but no, we, um, <laughs> no, luckily, we, you know, we had the mutual friends and stuff and we had, you know, the, the, the same kind of stuff. It's, it's just worked. It's mad. I, I just can't describe it. It just works. Um, mm. And like we throw ideas around all the time and, and, we, and we're talking about other people's ideas and we read, we read scripts. I was reading scripts yesterday and we had a Zoom last night. Like it doesn't stop. Um, it's not a nine to five. It's, it's a 24 hour thing. Um, and I, I actually I prefer it this way. I, I would rather you know spend all my day doing whatever I'm doing and, and then and then carry on uh, into the evening um, because I, it's just what I love and I'm, I'm creating this company. You know, like I said, we're the only ones getting in our way. So if, if we drop the ball, you know, it's not it's not um, it's not moving forward. So until we start to employ people, which is a thing we're talking about at the moment, um, we are looking to in the in the new year employ people who are working in the industry already, a producer or a managing director who can actually help us move the business forward because because we can take it to a certain 
um, certain point, but because we, you know we don't have that experience within the industry uh, in the production side, you know we're going to need someone to take the baton and and help us. So we're looking at um, funding for that to, to get that put into place. But yeah, so far we haven't fallen out. But I, do you know do you know what we even spoke about this? We we made it we made a promise like that we always back each other up and we're always you know um, whatever happens you know we are a team um, and uh, yeah it's yeah so far so good it's interesting isn't it because uh, we're just in pitch right now for a series and I'm working with Joe Roberts who's a, a really good friend of mine old friend of mine eight we've been mates for like eight years and our agents who are pitching were like oh you guys need a contract just to protect you both if you fall out and I was like oh no, I don't. But we did do one, and and I think like it's. I think if it's something like a like a a script like your your baby, if it's your story, I do, I think that it is worth having something that kind of covers you. There's so many horror stories, isn't there, about like you know. But I guess you. I I think like you, Dan. I kind of rely on the fact that I'm like I know this person, and we've talked at length. We've spoken at length. I I think it's enough for there to be an email somewhere that goes. This is 50-50, and that's it. I mean, there's probably, low, like, if there were legal people listening now, they'd be like, what are you doing? That's the worst idea. <laughs> Do you know what? We, um, we were very fortunate uh, as well to speak to someone really high up at, at the BBC in the legal and legal um, and business affairs department, and he helped us. Um, I can't believe we were speaking to these people. Um, he helped us um, with what we need to know, and, like, literally what you've just said. You know, he, he said that even though, you know, we're friends or you know, we're getting friends involved, uh, we need to have um, all the legalities sorted out. I spoke to a lawyer, a media lawyer last week, and she was helping me through a few things. We can't afford to pay for the thousands of pounds worth of stuff that, you know, we have to at the moment. But I know that when we do, um, we're going to have to pay for it. And obviously, it is so, so good to do. We actually optioned a script by, um, actually, it was uh, Will Croft from uh, from Alra as well. Oh, yeah. We optioned one of his scripts. And in fact, that script, that's been packaged up, and that is on Rough Cuts, um uh, development desk right now so hopefully um, if they like it we, we can we can move forward but um but yeah we, that was our first um option that, that, that we've had and yes we're all friends um but we have to do it um and so yeah it's, it's just it's just business um and i think that's what separates you from like just a couple of mates just kind of trying to you know make content and pushing it out there to actually making a business out of it you have to consider all these things because you never know what's going to happen and that's the talk of the hobbies versus you know we kind of always get told that our career is a bit of a hobby but that's the difference it's not it's a business and it should be treated that way and obviously I say that from with my agents head on because I'm always dealing with contracts but you know it is a business at the end of the day it isn't just a hobby that we like doing you know Mm. evenings and weekends yeah for sure um Dan can you leave us with some words of wisdom so we have a lot of young people that listen who maybe you know want to in some way replicate your hustle and think I want to be able to do that I mean I I'm literally sitting here being like I want to be able to do that but for them so what (laughs) what are some kind of words of wisdom that you I don't know that you might have heard or that you you come up with yourself um I have always um I've always read and looked at like just motivational things like books or quotes I, I just love it it really gets me going um so what could i say if you know like where you're going and what you want and like categorically that is it so like me i always wanted my own tv comedy show and it's, i've always stayed true to that i've, I've kind of deviated around and, and not kind of done things with it for a bit but now i'm, I'm on the, the yeah the, the, the straight to get there um if you know what you want just do whatever it takes to go and get it just absolutely go and get it 
Um, one of one of my regrets was when I was uh, when I left drama school. I didn't really understand finances and stuff. My outgoings were really high, and it was stupid. So one of my massive uh, things to say to any young person is, when you become an adult, when when you've left drama school or university or wherever you're going, keep your outgoings so low because you have no idea what's going to happen. I know it might it might be annoying, you know, not having the latest phone or or you know whatever. Um, but just keep your outgoings low and do whatever work you can and have as much time as possible to work on the creative side of your life because you will, your future self will, will thank you for it. In fact, that's one of my favorite things. Um, I'm always doing things today, which I know that my future self will thank me for. And, 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 and I, in the past where I've done things, which, which I, um, I, I guess I wasn't happy with in the future. I thought, why was I in that frame of mind? Why was I doing that? Right now, it's not helped me, but. There's a lot of things that I do now, and I'm so thankful that what I did a year ago, two years ago, even a month ago, I'm so glad that I, I'm thinking of my future self. Um, and yeah, just um, write write down goals and your visions. Have a vision board um, and look at it every day. Um, kind of keep a diary. Like, uh, when was it? New Year's Eve last year. Everyone was out partying and whatever else. I was at home writing down everything that I've learned that year and what I wanted to achieve this year. This year's kind of gone a different way. However, um, I, I look back genuinely, I have literally smashed out everything that I more or less wrote down in one way or another. Even though it might not be the way that you planned, like if you look back, you know, th things happen for a reason and um, you just gotta utilize those opportunities. And, um, and that's another thing. Um, there are no obstacles, it's just opportunities. Just um, always see the positive in everything, which is what I always do. And that way you're going to have a, a much happier life on this crazy journey that we're on. Thanks, Dan. Yes to the positivity. Yes, exactly. Needed. I'm going to like slip that little bit up and just replay that every day. <laughs> Constantly. That's our vision board. Um, thank you so much, Dan. It's been thank great you, to have you. And um, if you have a burning question to ask about the world of acting or agenting or the industry, you can find us at the Prime Actor on Instagram, which is at the Prime Actor Podcast. We're going to finish each week with a quote to motivate or inspire you. And this week is from America's brand new vice president, <laughs> the fantastic Kamala Harris, who said, there will be people who say to you, you are out of your lane. They are burdened by only having the capacity to see what has always been instead of what can be. But don't let that burden you. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, then you can head to their website to www.annafiorentini.com. Bye. Bye.